Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, PJ Burner, and I'm here with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up, guys? And joining us again in studio is Brandon Miller. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Today we're talking about the concept of our words, how to use our words, how to speak, which is, uh, again, something that is pretty basic, but yet uh, something that's important for us, important for us as believers. Um, when you, you think about uh, uh, use of our words, there's been all kinds of studies out there, and maybe you guys have heard the study that's like, women speak, you know, 52 million words a day, and men speak like 10, right? Right. And, uh, and actually, I, I found out in, in getting ready for this episode that, that, that that's not true. I mean, obviously not the 52 million and 10, but the disparity, it's actually much less than that. Studies have actually shown that on average, men and women speak about the same amount. And you have a word budget for the day, typically, if you're an average person out there, of about 16,000 words per day. Uh, when you guys think about your marriages, who talks more in your marriage, you or your wife? I'm not going first. <laughs> That's a wise man I, right there. I definitely speak more than my wife. Uh, I love what she has to say, but I speak more than she does. Just I'm, By nature, I'm a talker. I talk a lot. So if 16,000 is the average, I'm sure I'm over that. Um, I've always been a talker, and it's kind of been like a joke. I talk too much, probably. Well, you, you fit a lot of words into a short amount of time. That's well. right. Like you, you speak I can, I can fit it in. I got a lot to say. Like and there are people who will not listen to our podcast episodes with you on it. Because, exactly. At double speed. Yeah. Because they can't. Just they can't. can't. They can't do it. Like I, I this, get this, it's Kellen, a balance. But Brandon? Yeah. Brandon's like, so this is, the, this is the episode where you're listening to this on regular speed. So enjoy. This is what our voices actually sound like. Isn't this crazy? Wow. But yeah, no, I, I, I talk a lot, and I get it. But I... I'm in communication. That's my yeah. my job, my role. So <laughs> you got a lot to say. That's I got fun. a lot. I got a lot to say. There's a lot going on. Kellen, how about you, man? You're not first now. now All right. Now, now that Brandon set the tone, I wait. Let me. I got something else to say. Just kidding. <laughs> I thought you really did. I was gonna let you have it. Uh, I I would say my wife wins this one, but she's uh, she's inspired me to to come out and, and talk a little bit more. Like when we first started dating. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't. If I didn't know you, then I just wouldn't talk. And I, I distinctly remember she, like one of our first, one of my first trips to visit her when I came out to California. She decided it was a good idea to take me um, to lunch with like ten of her other friends that were all girls, and I didn't know any pass. of them. Hard yeah. pass on that. Well, I mean, I was still trying to win her over, and so I was like, yeah, I, I guess I got to do this the most awkward thing, and it was probably more awkward for her because I just didn't talk. And it, we were there for about an hour and a half and all the girls were talking. I didn't talk. Um, so I, I'm beyond that. I'll insert myself in conversation and find a way. But uh, yeah, I think she she has me beat in this one, but I'm, I'm slowly catching up. You're trying to catch up. So uh, I know we we learned this in a past episode that Kellen, to, to uh, begin flirting with Chelsea, you, you poked her on Facebook. Um, but who's the first one to actually speak to the other person? Was it you or Chelsea? Uh, I think that was it. Was her? Yeah, yeah I she mean, approached you. She she approached me. Yeah, um, I, I took it from there. Let me just yeah. say that. But yeah. she saving face a little bit. I, I'm trying to, and you you keep making me uh, expose myself. But that's yeah. that's fine. She spoke first. She did, but I took it from there, and um, I, I yeah, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Brandon, how about you? Yeah, I, I believe I probably said the first thing to my wife. Here's uh, I'll share this with everybody. I I even lied to her the first time I met her. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa, man! You're coming. I'm sorry. Strong foundation. She, here, here's the lie I told. She told me what high school she went you to. Said you were in, six in four, Florida. Right? <laughs> you can't lie. What's very clearly not true. Um, <laughs> she said she. I, you know, you get to know her, whatever. And she said I went to this certain high school down in Southwest Florida. And here's my lie. I said I've heard of that. 
I hadn't heard of it. No idea. Just Have you confessed this to her? She, yeah, pretty quickly after that, she learned that I had never heard of her high school. So She's like, what ma- what's the mascot? Yeah. Uh, the the to- Toro? The, 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 yeah, the mascot. Them. Them. The You're pretty. Uh, hey, so... Tigers, uh, yeah. Crouching dragons. So. Um, yeah, I uh, I definitely speak more than my wife, but I, I speak for a living. So, I mean, that's part oh, of it, that's right? that's a nice reason. You know, I mean, <laughs> it is it is what it is. Sometimes, yeah. though, I come home after a sermon or something like that, and, and I just sit down on the couch, and it's like... One word answers after that. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry, my, my vocab budget, it's gone. You hit I, your 16,000 words for the day. You're I done. I hit it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I, I have communications in my title. I have to communicate, there you right? Go, right? Come on. Right. I, I don't have an answer. I don't there you go. have any excuse. Yes. You will, though. <laughs> so, as we, we think more about words, right? 16,000 words. That's a lot when we think about it, right? That's even if you don't talk that much, you still speak a lot throughout the day. And as Christian men, we need to think about the way that we use our words because those 16,000 words are words that we are speaking and we are speaking them in the hearing of the God that we serve, the God that we love, right? So as we think about the way that we use our words, I mean, we use sarcasm. We've done that a little bit already on this episode. Uh, Joking, again, done that a little bit too. Uh, We've talked about how we speak to our wives, how we speak to our kids, how you speak to your coworkers, how you speak to your boss. There are so many people throughout the day that we have the opportunity to interact with and speak to. Uh, and again, every single one of those words that we speak and that we say is, is uttered in the hearing of God. And so we want to think about on this episode and talk about as, as Christian men, uh, how should we think about the words that we speak? And then we'll, we'll end uh, this episode, wrap it up by, by talking a little bit about some principles, some guiding principles for us uh, to, to govern the way that we speak to one another and, and, uh, and just speak in general. So this first idea I want to talk about is the fact that the way that we speak, our words, these 16,000 words that we speak a day on average, they reveal our hearts. So what does that mean that our words reveal our hearts? Yeah, I mean, w- what's internally in us, right, is is so often going to come out with how we're communicating with others, and and whether that's verbal or nonverbal, you know, whether it's your attitude, you're grumpy, you're in a bad mood, you don't have time for people, you don't want to get involved in this conversation or this situation, or you know, you you just don't want to do it. You, that's revealing who you are inside. That's how you're feeling. Uh, and and when you're talking about talking, yeah, I mean, how are you? how are you treating people? Is it with kindness? Is it with respect? Are you talking down to people who are maybe your subordinates at work? Are you uh, just saying things to people who are in positions of power over you that are just trying to, you know, please them and make them, you know, make them look at you highly? You know, how are you, how are you verbally communicating with your words, people? And, and how is it showing who you are inside? That's, that's happening, whether you realize it or not. I mean, that's, it's, it's subconsciously representing what's going on inside of you. So you need to be really careful uh, about that. If you are having a bad day, if you are feeling down or sad or you're just grumpy or you didn't sleep well the night before, you got to be extra careful when you are walking through the hallways at work or you are driving in traffic and you want to roll the window down and scream at somebody, you got to catch that. And, and the default setting is to just let that all come out. Uh, but we got to catch ourselves before that happens. Yeah, Luke, Luke 6.45 says, for out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So uh, the, our tongue is a tattletale for our heart. Mm. Like, if you want to truly see uh, your, your, the spiritual state of your heart, just listen to the words that you say. Just listen to, um, you know, as you mentioned, Brandon, when somebody cuts you off on the road, like, is it just anger that spews out? 
automatically when your kids are, are disobedient? Is it just anger that spews out or, or when you become ultra competitive? And we talked about, you know, in previous episodes about sports, like, does that, is that, do you, are you just so passionate about that, that, you know, that's what people define you as? And so um, I think God has given us the gift of, of tongue, although it can be very dangerous. And, and it talks about this a lot in the book of James, but God's given us a gift of this to, for, as I look at it, is it tells you exactly where your heart is. Just look at the words that you're saying, um, and it's clear in Scripture that we can we can take a look at our words and 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 it's a diagnostic. Yeah, right? audit yourself over the course of the day. Look back on your day and and just kind of take a second, like, okay, how did I communicate with people today? And it's going to be a pretty good gauge of where you're at, yeah. and and make some adjustments if you need to. Yeah, in fact, Matthew twelve thirty six through thirty seven, uh, talking about speaking our words in the audience of God. Uh, verse 36 of Matthew chapter 12 says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. And that's, that's terrifying to think of uh, on its surface. But then it says this, for by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. And we might think, wait a minute, by my words, I'm going to be justified. What in the world? I thought, you know, faith alone, through Christ alone, by grace alone. What is this talking about? Well, it's because of, of what Kellen was just talking about. Well, we've been just talking about that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if your heart is polluted, if your heart is corrupt, if your, if your soul is, is corrupt, man, that's going to reveal itself in the way that you're speaking. And so in that sense, the evidence of what's going on internally is going to come out through the words that you are speaking. And so as, as believers, we need to, to make sure that, that we're cleansing the inside, that we're taking in the right things, that we are filling our minds with the scriptures, that we are around other believers, that we are meditating on the word, memorizing the word, um, that, that we are doing these things so that uh, we're, we're, we're cleaning house on the inside and all the junk that's inside us internally that otherwise will, will come out when we allow it to. Uh, you know, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 5 in verse 4, he says, let there no, be no filthiness or foolish talk or crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Uh, again, we have to guard, we have to set that, that trap on the, the front of our mouth and not let any word out that is going to be dishonoring to the Lord, that's going to be uh, something that we would be embarrassed to stand before Christ and have him call us account to account on the words that we speak. Yeah, and guys, you can be a witness for Christ in those situations. You're going to be in, in scenarios where the crude joking is taking place and, and women are coming up in conversation, and, and we've, all been, we've all heard or been a part of those conversations before. Here's an opportunity to let your heart do the speaking and, and to either speak up against it or don't take, at the minimum, don't take part in that joking. Don't, don't want to fall in line with, with the boys and, and yeah, 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 I agree with this and that and that and say that. Take that opportunity to be a witness for Christ. Use these situations for good right. when it's a bad situation. Right. But yeah, but I would say, guys, if, if this is you're around other believers that are, are speaking that way, joking that way, the, the option to, to just remain silent and not participate, that's not good enough. Right. If you're around Christians that are, that are right. acting like this, you need to speak up and you need to call them to account on it. And you need to say, guys, this is not honoring to the Lord. We need to, to adjust course. We need to talk about something else. We don't need to be do, doing this and speaking this way. Rather than, than uh, having our, our words be something negative to think about, let's, let's shift now and think about not only do our words reveal our hearts, but the other thing to think about with our words is that, that they can be instruments of worship and praise. In fact, that's why God has given them to us is to, to worship him, to glorify him. So how can we use our words to worship God? 
Yeah, I mean, you just I mean, you just read Ephesians 5, verse 4, and the end of that verse was talking about let there be thanksgiving, right? We need to make sure that in what we're doing, we are thanking God for the blessing of whatever it is we're talking about. Thank you, God, for giving us the ability to talk. Thank you, God, for giving us the ability to be in communication and have fellowship and have people to talk to, have people in our lives that we can do it. And then shift things where instead of bragging to people or talking about all the great things going on that you've accomplished, spin it to God and say, hey, this is happening because because of God. This is, I'm doing this because of God. I'm, I'm, I'm involved in this way because I love my church and I love Christ and, and I, I want to serve, you know, serve, serve the body. Uh, so just make sure, you know, spin it back that way. Spin, spin everything right. back to God where you can. Right. Yeah. And, and I think we get this one. This one's pretty basic for us, right? I mean, our words of praise, even in the songs that we sing, the praise, prayers that we pray, um, you know, we, we can use our words to, to worship God and we should be doing that. Uh, the third thing I want us to, to talk about is is uh, the idea that the danger of our words, that our words can inflict great damage. Kellen, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, and I'll go to the book of James. James talks about this in all five chapters, specifically about the tongue um, and the use of it. And, and even in, in chapter three, he says that the tongue cannot be tamed. It, it just can't. Um, and the only only way it can't, it cannot be tamed by human beings, but the only way it can be tamed is by God. And before we we start our day, uh, before we go into conversation and things like that, we we have to be praying for God to to guard our tongues. Um, it, it's just the amount of times that we speak. It, there, there's just no way we can not be thinking about Christ constantly as we're having these conversations. Otherwise, we're we're, we're going down a slippery slope. And James talks a lot about that. And it, it's in our Proverbs. It's it's all throughout the Bible, just about the tongue and our words. And I think. You know, as as men specifically, um, human beings in general, we're up against our human tendency is just to hold on to the negative on top of that. So, you know, for every positive thing we say, that doesn't typically stick. But when we say negative things, when we say hurtful things, I know for me, I can think of things that, you know, somebody said to me back in like elementary school. And, you know, that was 30 years ago, and I'm still thinking about these things because it just sticks. It's our human tendency. And so as Christian men, we got to be extra careful, especially when we think about our witness that we're always speaking in Thanksgiving. We're always speaking to glorify Christ because people latch on to those words that are negative, and that becomes who we are to them. And uh, that's that's just something that we always have to guard against and constantly be in prayer for. Right. And the other thing, men who are out there who have kids at home, this is an important thing for you. Your words are going to have a, a massive impact on your children. Uh, the way that you speak to your kids when you're angry with them or when you're frustrated with them, be careful in how you speak to them because your words, like Kellen was just saying, they're going to stick with them, right? And and I think there's there's so many dads out there who have, in a moment of anger, just said something, well, let's just call it what it is, something stupid to your kids, and in, in your anger, you've, you've used your, song, your, your tongue, like Proverbs 12, 18 says, to, to have rash words that are like sword thrusts mm-hmm. against your kids, right? And so just be careful with that. Same thing with your wives. Be careful with your words with your wives. Our, if our, our words are meant to inflict harm or damage, then we're not using them in the way that God wants us to use them. And that's, a, that's an important thing for us to remember with this. Uh, the, the next thing is, we think about use of our words that, that they can inflict great damage, and that's true, they can. Uh, but on the flip side, as we think about our horizontal relationships, we talked about using our words to, to praise God. But our, word, our horizontal relationships, our relationships with one another as brothers in Christ, um, our relationships at home, our words can bring great blessings in that sense. So, Brandon, what are some ways that we can use our word to bless other people? Yeah, I mean, Proverbs twenty five eleven, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Doesn't that sound nice? 
we have that ability, right? We yeah. have that ability yeah. to take our words, to build up each other, to be there in support of one another, to have a kind comment, to say you know things about people that we know or in, in communication with, have relationships with, and build them up. Use our words for good. And and you know, Kellen, you talked about you know remembering the the, the mean things that were said a long time ago, and and maybe you don't remember quite as much of the good stuff. But okay, let that challenge accepted. Let's say enough good things that people leave a situation or leave a conversation thinking about that. Yeah, he said that to me. That's he, he noticed that. That's great. I, I appreciate that. You know, use that for use that for good. If you're uh, somebody who has people who work directly for you, build up your employees. You know, you use that opportunity to to say nice things and 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 to you know to have you know kind words that that make people feel good. You know, you you want you want to be that kind of person. Be right. Christ-like and, and and say those things. Right. The, the other thing, too, though, on the flip side of that, uh, you know, some, sometimes what at first can seem hard or to the person on the receiving end may be negative, but as we use our words to confront sin in a brother's life, that's right. a, a yeah. blessing to them. That's yeah. a good thing. Galatians chapter 6 says that if we see a brother who's caught in a trespass, that uh, those who are spiritual need to restore such a person in a spirit of love, right? So it's unloving, in other words, for us to see a brother in sin and to think to ourselves, well, I don't want to confront him because I don't want to make him feel bad, right. or I don't want to confront him because that's awkward, or I don't want to confront him because he's going to think I'm judgmental. No, in, in pointing out that sin, as long as it's done in love, speak truth in love, right? As long as it's done with the right motivation, the right drive behind it, which is to see that brother restored and to see that brother spiritually excel, uh, that's a good thing. That's a way to bless a brother in Christ. So it's not just saying, right. hey, your haircut looks great, man. I Thank appreciate you. your um, attire today and other nonsense like that. No, it's it's yeah. it's let's get deeper than that, guys. Let's build each other up. Uh, Proverbs twelve twenty five. Anxiety in a man's heart, man. That's something that I think every man listening can relate to. Feeling anxious, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. You've got a brother who's anxious. Being able to come alongside him and encourage him, uh, readjust his thinking, pray for him, uh, give him some scripture to think on, to chew on, to help adjust his, his focus. There are all ways that we can use our words to bring great blessing. I think one, one thing, if I can just add on that one, is that requires us to, to know our brothers in Christ and talk to them and, and get past what you just said, is get past that surface level of just saying, hey, how's your day going? Or, hey, nice haircut and keeping it moving. But really knowing what's going on, what's causing them to be anxious and following up with them on that. When you can, when we look at Proverbs twelve twenty five, which you just mentioned, uh, but a good word makes him glad. Like you have to know somebody. So we have to be using those 16,000 words to actually get somewhere, be intentional, get involved in our brother's life so that we can speak good to mm-hmm. them um, and be a blessing um, with our words. Exactly. Exactly. So as we, we wrap this up, uh, thinking about some wisdom for our words, how can we uh, give some guys some things to th- to think about as, as they move forward, as we uh, go throughout the rest of our day, week, whatever may be in front of us. Yeah, I, I think I kind of said it before, but you, you need to look, look back on your day. You know, we, we all kind of assess kind of what happened over the course of the day. Maybe at night when we lay down, uh, you know, go to sleep, you know, kind of look back on work or whatever happened, things with family, whatever it is. Start thinking deliberately about your talking, right? Think about your conversation. Yeah, you may have had so many conversations over the day, you can't remember every single thing you said. That's fine. That makes sense. But have a, have a general idea of, of how you were talking that day. Yeah. And I think it can be very revealing. You know, really just look back on it and see and then make adjustments and be honest with yourself. Don't, don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't be like, well, you know, that situation, I had to be that way. No. You can look back and make some honest assessments about it and then make some actionable changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about James one nineteen? This is a great... Uh, principle for us. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, quick to speak, 
And quick to anger? Nope. 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 Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Man, being slow to speak is uh, is massive in this. You know, Proverbs 18 is such a good chapter for that. Uh, it talks so much in there about our communication, talks about making sure that we understand what the other person's saying before we respond, making sure that when we first give our, our case and our take on something, we understand that somebody else is going to have a different perspective. We need to understand that perspective. Uh, making sure that, that we're not already trying to formulate an answer in our mind while somebody else is talking. And so, uh, yeah, Proverbs 18 is, is great on that regard as well. Yeah, and that slow to speak is not having to have the answer every time, not being the first one to answer. I think as men, sometimes we, it makes us feel better. If it's like, ah, I got the solution. I got the answer. Let me jump right in and give it. Uh, James is, is very clear here. Be slow to speak. Listen. Uh, and I think if we can take that approach, then that would be great wisdom for us as we – speak uh every day yeah, yeah. We, we just talked for about 20 minutes about speaking but sometimes not saying anything at all is a good choice as well so we could have just had a silent just podcast silent podcast 20 minutes of silence it's, it's rare but it happens <laughs> that'll get a lot of listeners on that note hey guys if you really enjoy this podcast go ahead and review it and uh and leave a, a good review and, a, and rate it for us on uh, any of the the uh podcast apps that you listen to there and we promise we will not do 20 minutes of silence um unless that uh, is what everybody wants i'm not gonna eventually. be part of that one i'm sorry no i'm not gonna no. come on not say anything just sit here and, and record 20 minutes and then finally guys one more thing just like we started this that that every word that you speak is spoken in the audience of god uh, remember uh, men believers christian men out here uh, that we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of christ someday second uh, corinthians 5 10 the bema seat uh, that believers are going to be there. And it says there very clearly in 2 Corinthians 5.10 that we will receive what is due for what we've done in the body, whether good or evil. And we want our words to amount to the, the rewards, right? We want our words not to burn up and be hay stubble and, and, stubble and, and the, the, the garbage. We want our words to be those precious gems uh, that we see and, and we ultimately get to hear from Christ as a result. Hey, well done, my good and faithful servant. So make sure you are serving Christ in your vocabulary. You are serving Christ in the way that you speak, in the way that you conduct yourself. Man, we're going to be praying for you this week as you strive to be a godly, quality man.